I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, whoa, I just turned off the music. And welcome to the Fanatical oh, no. post-game show. <laughs> yes, that was a thumbs up at the at the beginning of the show, but it's really thumbs down for the Brownies. Browns lose tonight 36 to 19 against the Los Angeles Rams out there in sunny California. And it was another dud of a game for those Browns. We welcome Samuel and we welcome the village Elliot tonight. Thank you for guys being here. Uh, how are you feeling tonight? Terrible. <laughs> Worse than terrible. I'm very happy. <laughs> not not but, a good feeling. Not a good feeling for our Browns. No, not at all. I think we're all a little pissed off, <laughs> uh, a little bit irritable, uh, like many Browns fans across the globe. Uh, another game where, you know, it started out with some promise. We brought in a new quarterback, uh, not a new, new quarterback. Of course, Joe Flacco, who uh, came back out of um, sitting. Well, he wasn't necessarily sitting around, but he came in. Uh, did some really good things uh, for the Browns early on in this game. We can dissect a lot of what happened with Joe Flacco in this one. Uh, made a big blub, a big blooper um, toward the end with an interception. Uh, some folks are talking about that, but we have a lot more to talk about, including that Browns defense that w- really was a letdown again. Um, for, at least personally, for me, I thought it was another dud of a performance and. Um, now the Browns uh, will come back to Cleveland. They have a seven and five record, and we can talk about that toward the end of the show potentially. Here as they going to face the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have a Monday night game tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll all, some of us will be watching that to see how those two teams shape up. Um, just are a we little bit for the Bengals. I think we are because yes. The Jaguars are the competition for the wild card. I don't think the Browns are contending for the division anymore at this point. No. So in this game, the Browns got off to a super start. 
Joe Flacco did a great job, took the team right down the field. I think it was a nine play or so, 75 yard drive that uh, he ended up throwing a, a nice pass to Jerome Ford, who on a wheel route um, scored a, a touchdown to open up the scoring. Uh, the Browns defense held on their uh, kind of held. They gave up a field goal instead of a touchdown uh, on the Rams' first possession. And then um, things started really slowing down. Browns couldn't really move the ball. They had a couple, th- well, not a three and out one time, and then they got a first down and another three and out after that. In the meantime, the Rams took the lead um, where the Browns' defense again uh, d- disappeared. The secondary, um, the rookie quarter, the rookie wide receiver for the Rams ran freely 70 yards for a touchdown, put them up 10 seven stayed that way. Almost to the end of the first half, the Browns actually came back, finally got a field goal with what, who we always think is a trusted kicker in Dustin Hopkins. And he tied it up at 10, but again, the Browns defense with two minutes to go, they couldn't stop the Rams and uh, they took the lead 13 to 10. They entered the, the next half then up, or down 13 to 10. Um, at that point, I think the Browns tied it again at 13. And then again, the, the defense failed them again. Uh, the Rams took the lead 20 to 13. Browns, though, felt Flacco was working uh, really well, had a really nice drive late in the third quarter that took up a lot of time 12 or 13 play drive. Even got Pierre Strong, the running back, involved in that series. Almost tied it. They got the touchdown, but they missed the extra point. Were cursed in Cleveland. It was 20 to 19. But uh, we got the ball back. It's still 20 to 19. The, the Browns defense made a stop. And yet Joe Flacco, for some reason, decided that he could throw the ball over the defenders and uh, did not, that did not go very well. Former Brown, John Johnson, um, intercepted the pass. And from there, um, the Rams scored another touchdown. It was 27-19. They turned the ball over again. Rams scored another touchdown, made it 34. And then they got a safety at the end, which thus is the score. So I'm pissed off with the uh, Browns defense again. I'm not blaming this on Kevin Stefanski. I know some people are, are, are talking about Kevin. And I guess there is one, though, moment I know – Village Elliott, you'd like to talk about that. I know we talked about off air toward the end of the game. I think that would be good to talk about. Um, so that's those were my thoughts. I think it's going to be a real struggle. Um, overall, I thought that Flacco did a lot of good things, and so I don't, I'm not blaming Flacco much at all in this one. And I certainly don't not blaming Kevin Stefanski. I thought he had another well-coached, well-managed game. So um, – Let's uh, just open up with Sam first and then go to you, Village Elliot, on your uh, thoughts here. Yeah, Kevin wasn't terrible, but it was just the defense, which is something I wasn't expecting to say this game was the defense was what let us down. The offense didn't do very much anyway, but it's okay. the, The offense was okay. Joe Flacco did things. We didn't all, we, all of us didn't expect them to be anything insane, but it was just the defense not being able to get any sort of stop. And then when they did, the offense did nothing with the stop. And so it's just the defense that just could not. I mean, we had no sacks, no interceptions. And no sacks is not something you expect from this uh, Browns defense. So I just think it was just the, just the defense couldn't get anything done. 
What what other injuries on the defense that were reported? I know Denzel Ward was out, and we talked about Miles in the pregame. But outside of that, were there any other players of significance that we were missing in the defense? Because I anyone got hurt in the defense. I was hearing like people are saying, "Well, the defense is beat up." I'm like, "No, they aren't." I'm like, no, they aren't. I think Greg Newsom needs to shut up and just play the game. He's the most bizarre player on the face of the planet, I've decided. I don't have any – that kid just talks, and he has nothing to back it up. He 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 was a decent player at Northwestern but never picked off a pass. He had one pick, which is a huge uh, – you know, in the win that they got a couple weeks ago, um, which I'd give him credit for. But outside of that, he's just running around. He's, it doesn't seem like he's ever in – the right position and and I just don't like watching him play anymore. Um Martin Emerson, you know, this kid on the secondary, he seems to be getting lit up um here and there these days. Uh that it, the, you know, the the first half he had that horrible uh pass interference call. I mean, mm-hmm. he he bounced up from it and was like he knew he had like I'm like dude, like come on. Like <laughs> so anyway, yeah, listen to the TV commentary on that. Yeah, they, just, they kind of excused it and they said, "Well, he saved a touchdown with that penalty." Yeah, <laughs> Village Elliot, what what are your initial takes on everything yeah. that we just already talked about? You can just call me Elliot. We're we're a first name basis here. Okay, but um, uh, yeah, no, I I uh, thought we were really expecting a lot from Joe Flacco in his first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. To me, it's Flacco mania. Uh, we just fell in love with Joe during the game. Actually, not me, but the coaching staff did. Yes. And they called plays that they absolutely should not have called based on the fact that he had just one week with the team. And I'm thinking about the bomb play. Uh, unless Flacco did that on his own, in which case, fine him. <laughs> make him run gassers after practice. Um, And the other play that really upset me was going for it on fourth and five, instead of trusting your defense to get a three and out and get the ball back that way. No, we're going to trust our offense to get five yards on fourth down. And I thought that was asking an awful lot for somebody, you know, it's like we're, um, we're on a first date. And um, we're going to trust somebody with our credit card. Uh, come on. Yeah. This is just really, this is not a good idea. Uh, it's way too early in the relationship to have so much infatuation uh, with Joe. I think, uh, you know, very highly of Joe as a quarterback based on his work in New York against the Browns last season. It is yep. not easy to be a quarterback for the New York Jets because they have no idea what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Now, the New York media blames the quarterback whenever something goes bad, but it's not the quarterback's fault. It's because they don't know how to play offense. And uh, so I I think Flacco is a very credible quarterback when he's had some time and some repetition in practice, which he has not had with the Browns. So I I think this whole thing is crazy. I think falling in love with Flacco – uh, after one week is is that's on the coaching stuff it really is mm-hmm. well you know just to throw some numbers out at you one number in particular they flacco threw the ball 44 times 
and the team Way ran the ball, much. and the the team ran the ball twenty four times. So again, That's upside it's, down. It's and it's been that way the last several weeks. Uh, same thing. And again, those those of, and I'm supporting Stefanski here. Okay, so like, I I believe that he generally called a pretty good game. But whenever you start criticizing him in this area of of the game, where it's you know off kilters, forty four passes, twenty four passes. All those people who are really supporting Stefanski always go to this whole sort of like, well, you know, we it's it's the situations and stuff. And I'm like, you know, it is, but it isn't. And I just it's frustrating because again, in that we the Browns had just come off of that drive where they used Pierre Strong and they had Cream Hunt, right? Those were the two backs where they went that long way. They Jerome Ford was not there. That next drive when they bring in Flacco and they're they're still down 20 to 19. They brought back Jerome Ford. I think and that was it the first play in that series that Flacco threw the the bomb or was it the second play? I think it might have been the first play. It's just the idea that you'd just come off of this great series where you went 12 or 13 yards, scored a touchdown and then you so who on that call, I mean it was it was a bad move. I mean the bomb and everything that, that would have happened there, but like it's just it is frustrating. You know, 44 passes, 24 runs, and you're just not going to win it. And then, you know, people might look at the score and say, well, they had the pass ball. No, they didn't. The game was virtually tied. If it weren't for Dustin Hopkins' mistake, it would have been a tie game. Then, you know, that, think about it that way. I mean, the Browns, if they had made the stop, it's 2020. didn't happen that way. But how would Kevin have, you know, sculpted that next drive? And I don't think that he would have Flacco. I don't know why he had Flacco doing that. If that was – was that on Flacco or again, like you just like you were just suggesting or not? I mean, I, yeah, I can't believe that Flacco called his own number, audibleized his own number. I should say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was an awful decision. Whoever made that decision, I believe it was probably Kevin called that. Okay. Like, oh, I'm going to catch everybody uh, sleeping. And, um, you know, I've got the utmost confidence in Joe Flacco. And, you yeah. Know, you, you know, he's just having a Flacco fantasy. He's having Flacco mania. And I, I wrote an editorial and I did a you know a show about Flacco mania and saying that, look, this is not appropriate. Uh, this guy has had one freaking week with the team. Um, you know, let's see how he does. And, you know, start him off slowly. Uh, we need to have a rather vanilla offense depend on the defense to win this game. But, uh, but, that's what they should have done. And um, I think. But they, Elliot, the, 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 the defense in this game, I mean, the defense, I'm just generally speaking, I, I don't, I guess I'm getting away from that or I don't, I'm not trusting the defense. Like the more this season. Is yeah. Okay. On, but you, you can say that because you saw how it played out. Yeah. I don't know that that's uh, what you would expect going into the game. That should not have been the game plan to give up 36 sure. points. That was not in the game plan. Maybe it should have been. Maybe they knew that the team was really banged up and that Miles Garrett wasn't going to have a good game. Maybe they knew that and that their defense was terrible and that they needed to take chances on offense yeah. in order to have a chance to win. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you could advance that theory. One. But based on what we know, based yeah. on what we know, the Browns' defense is better than their offense and that yeah. they're better off. Well, it's very hard for me to believe that their best chance – to win is to trust the quarterback that had one week of practice. That's very hard for me to accept. 
Now, you could postulate a set of circumstances where that might have been the case, but I find it very implausible. I just think that the coach fell in love with the idea. You know, he watched the replacement three times before the game and thought, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, You know, Flacco, Falco, sounds like the same. Well, I did write a story about it the other day or this morning. Well, there you did. Day. You did, in fact. And it's not that <laughs> far-fetched. That's the way people think. That's the way offensive well, coaches think. They believe in miracles. Um, Miracle. Let's, let's go down to you, It'd Sam. I wanna... From above. <laughs> I believe, yeah. Lord. I believe in Flacco. <laughs> I am ready to accept your gift, Lord. Let Flacco shine, Sam. Let's talk a little bit about um, where do you think that this te- this game? I mean, in your when you were watching it, where did you think that the Browns made made mistakes? And it was Flacco was there- throwing yeah. the ball forty four times with him just is too much. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, he like um, Elliot has said a few times, he, they didn't have enough. He didn't have enough time to um to to really get it to get uh acclimated to the offense he didn't know what he was doing fully and where he knew exactly how everything was supposed to go and stuff like that but i think joe flacco throwing it 44 times was just too many times i mean he only ran the ball what um 24 times i believe yeah 24 yeah so that's that was probably too little too um and we had 86 penalties or 86 yards for penalties not 86 Mm -hmm. penalties that would be uh-huh. a lot of penalties. That's how many penalties yes. called in that Dallas Seahawks game. Um, <laughs> but I think that throwing the ball 44 times was what killed us because he only completed 23 of them. That's almost one less pass completed, and he would have only completed 50% of his passes. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Sam. Let me make another you point can... about that. Yeah. Building on what Sam had to say is that when, you know, the quarterback going into this game did not have the full playbook. And sure. so, therefore, you know, the, the Rams uh, have a full defensive playbook, and so they're able to make in-game adjustments, and the Browns' offense is not able to make in-game adjustments. So once they yeah. figure out what the running off is doing, they know that, okay, the you know, he's got about 10 or 15 plays that he can run, and we can figure what those out what those are and make adjustments, and then the Browns don't have a counter for that. Yeah. And me, when you throw 44 times, then they've seen everything that you've got. Yeah. There's no surprises. They make the adjustments, and then you're dead. Let me, let me bring up another situation because it's getting a lot of um, play in social media land, which we all love. Uh, and, again, thanks for following us here on the Fanatical Elves Network, by the way. And download us on Apple Spotify. We'll have this show out. Uh, we just want you to go follow us. We have our downloads that continue to just – progressing we've got is again in late in this game it was third and one and mysteriously and that's what people are talking about because there isn't a good replay of this play because i believe like a lot of people believe that like the nfl is trying to hide something here because there is no like they they called a legal motion illegal motion on the browns saying that the browns center pochick uh, moved the ball somehow again, and they called it. Um, and it, it was in a critical moment where the Browns were just right there, and it pushed them back. Um, 
five yards. And I think it, it was right before LA, you said that they should have maybe punted the game because at that point it was still like a seven or eight point game. Um, this mystery call. I mean, uh, do you, I mean, I haven't seen a good replay of it. And I think that it's again, one of these things where the NFL, I mean, you could say this about probably any play that you see out there. There's holding penalties. There's all sorts of things. And it's just so judgmental by referees and this, and the, and the way the NFL is gearing these games, I it's, it's very worrisome. And a lot of people tonight are really mad about that. How do you feel about that play in particular? And, um, Anything else about that topic? Um, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was interesting, but I don't know, man. It was just something that we. I don't know. It felt weird. I think we probably could have done something, maybe a little better, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. Who knows how it would have went if we did something else? But it was just a strange little event there. It had a bear. It did have a real bearing on that, if because the following. Um, I don't know what it was. The following play, there was an incomplete pass that then uh, Stefanski uh, challenged, but he really was pissed off about what happened on the previous play. And you could see that on the sideline. He was really venting to the refs. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know if, Elliot, you saw that play or not. But again, like our, our contributor, Joel Cade, has mentioned this before because the Browns have been called on it before this season. And you never hear of any other team being called for this. It's only the Cleveland Browns. I bet there's only been two plays that have been penalized. This the Browns. I bet are the only team this season that's been penalized for this uh, phantom call. Uh, Rod Bloom, our contributor for Browns Blitz, is also questioning it. And Rod's watched a lot of football, and he's like another phantom call um, that we're not seeing replays on uh, again. And also, for example. The, uh, the the touchdown by the Rams, another example where the first touchdown by the Rams, or maybe the second one, where the kid catches the ball. Was he, did he cross the plane? There was no, I didn't see, at least it, I watched the game live. I didn't see a replay that from the, from the, from the, from the uh, goal line. I saw Highline one. Cam. Yeah. Did, did you see anything? I didn't see anything on, on the uh, TV. I didn't know if Elliot, did you see anything on on, on either one of those plays that you want um, to talk about? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm an expert in the techniques used by the center in order to grab the ball and hike it. Um, so I, I don't think I can comment on that. But um Well I can. Know. I can say that the Browns got 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 the uh <laughs> got messed over on that one big time. I think that's that's something that traditionally the Browns teams um mm-hmm. always get sort of you know, and that so like it was funny because you know you go back to like that 49ers game with the Browns won, and how they were benefiting, or like the Colts game where they were benefiting from some mysterious calls that were being called against the Colts. I don't know. I just there's a lot that this is a much bigger topic to talk about. But again, it it, it really bit the Browns badly in this one. So yeah, I do I do think that in general that um, the offensive line is allowed to wiggle, especially the center is allowed to wiggle a lot more than they used to uh, back in the day. And they've just sort of um, skirted the rules. Uh, I've, I've noticed that. I don't know if that's been a rule change or that the referees have just gotten tired of calling, uh, you know, uh, illegal motion on the offensive line or, or what, but um, yeah, well, they, let's, to be, they had to be motionless. Now they don't. 
Well, let's take a quick break here on the Fineco Elves Network. We're going to come back. We're going to talk anything more at the end of this game and then looking forward to next week when they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. How are those tantalizing commercials? Did you want to run out and buy everything? I'm currently uh, in my car buying something right now. I just have so a background. The, the good, good news for the Brownies today. The good news is that the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Arizona Cardinals and, <laughs> the Denver, and the Denver Broncos lost to the Houston Texans. I'm not sure if that's a big that good news. Well, it's a, I think it's a mixed bag because now I think the Texans are the seven Texans and five. are a threat. Texans are a oh, threat. Yeah. There's us, no so. way I, I am. I'm very concerned. I don't. So, so I'm looking at the schedule here that I think what are there, five games left, six games left. So they play Jacksonville next week. Then they play the That's bears. Both, both games are at home. I don't see how mm-hmm. they're going to get by Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a very good team and the Browns don't have a quarterback. They, mm-hmm. they, they have, they have Flacco mania. Then they have the bears. Now the bears, they got Justin Fields. They've got, uh, they've won some games. I'm going to, I'm going to give the Browns that win. Let's just say just because, they, okay. they annihilated the Bears, but then they have to. Um, I'm trying to think who they go on the road to play next. Oh, they go down to Houston. Houston. Yeah. I don't see that as a win That's at a all. Yeah, and then they come home and they play Thursday night against the Jets, the lowly Jets. That's a win. Hopefully, you know, Bengals. I would think that would be a win. And then they finish the season in Cincinnati at the Bengals without Joe Schmo. So I could definitely see the Browns get to 10 wins. Uh, they that would three wins would get them to 10. If yeah, they get they'll be two, what, 10 and 6? 10 and 7. 10 and okay. 7. So that I could see them get that and maybe get in, um, considering that they've already beaten Baltimore. They've already beaten um, Cincinnati. They've already they've beaten all the teams in the division. So I, I certainly think the Browns, if they can get the, that 10 win mark, uh, can get into the, can sneak into the playoffs. But I don't know. I mean, you still got to get by those other teams and – Based on what we're seeing the last couple of weeks, this they have is... quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, yes. They actually, have a quarterback that isn't going to leave in like two weeks and be replaced with someone else. I know. Uh, we've got Flacco mania. Oh, yeah, he'll stay. <laughs> we'll never run the ball again. Just pass, 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 and well, never run the ball again. And the good. Well, I guess you could look at it this way, though, too. Like we talked about it in the pregame, Samuel, earlier about Joe Flacco. That his, he's ten and one at Cleveland Browns Stadium. He's eighteen and three lifetime against the Browns. So I'm gonna. I I want to say that the Browns are gonna lose this game to Jacksonville. But considering Joe Flacco's ten and one record in Cleveland Browns Stadium, and I I know it's a different team, um, but you know we could give him the win because they're they're at home. Oh, no, I, I think would DTR is going to be too. ready and play, though, don't you think? Yes, I think he will be. I know our colleague um, Steve Gill was saying off off air that he thinks that you know 
the Browns would be better off going back to DTR, but I don't know. I thought You've Joe Flacco. Flacco mania and you want him to stay as the number one quarterback based <laughs> on the fact that he looks so great with his 44 passes today. Is that what you're telling me? You've oh, I don't got know Flacco what I'm telling you. No, I'm not saying that. Your has no, been deranged. No, I'm not. I'm not Stefanski saying that. has talked you into no. it. No. Oh, he looks no. so great. He threw the ball 44 times. <laughs> He completed more than 50% of his passes. I did not passes. say that. No. I will oh, say this, though. He was now, so but, elusive in the pocket. Elliot. Oh. But, He's no. He's been in the uh, Super Bowl. Elliot. Mania. It's real. <laughs> okay. So, the idea <laughs> here is that. that going to die. That Flacco, oh, well, die. okay. Flacco. Okay. I mean, to be honest, though, there were people, and I agree with some of these assessments, that um, during the game that we have not seen, we haven't, I mean, we haven't seen a guy. I know that Sean can razzle and dazzle with his legs and run out of the pocket and slide and go for 20 yards, which Flacco is never going to do. So that part of Deshaun Watson's game is better than Joe Flacco. Obviously, Joe Flacco is going to be 39 years old in a couple of weeks, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. He's his, his birthday's coming up. He'll be 39. But, but his arm... And the way what he can do with that, I mean, it is it's I I I haven't seen personally. Have you honestly? Have you seen Deshaun Watson in his time in Cleveland throw the ball? I mean, go back and watch Joe Flacco's throws, and go watch Deshaun Watson's throws. If I had to choose who I wanted to quarterback my team on a winning drive with with the ball in his hands and throwing the throwing the deep ball, I'm going Joe Joe Flacco at any day of the week. Am I crazy? Yeah. No way. No way. I mean, Joe no, Flacco. No, you, you, know, you, the, are, you are I, crazy. No, how am how is that how is that crazy? You are crazy. Why why are people getting run out of run out and, and laughed at okay. by, what does by that? Tom assessment? Brady say Tom Brady says that Super Bowls are won in the offseason. Now, how yes. much work did Joe Flacco have for the team in the offseason? Okay, I don't zero. <laughs> Okay, so you just assume because Deshaun Watson went through training camp and everything like that. By the way, it was a I just didn't like the look today. Them showing Deshaun up there with his girlfriend. I get it, he can't be on the field to play because he's injured and everything, but he's not even wearing Browns gear. What the hell? For God's <laughs> sakes, man. He's in Los Angeles. For God's sakes, he's he's on the Cleveland Browns and he's not wearing any sort of Browns gear. Did he wear Rams what? gear? What did he wear? Well, no, he was some stupid looking stupid thing. I mean, come on, man. Some he's stupid looking shark. stupid thing. Well, come on. He's the I franchise. Like he's he's the face of the freaking franchise for the next foreseeable future. Well, he doesn't want to guy, wear stuff and get oh, beer bull crap. thrown he at can him. Wear his, wear his, wear the Browns. Do no, something. Not, not in the Rams uh, stadium, no. Oh, come on. He's a Cleveland Brown. No. And no. And start a fight in the, the stands? No. Are you kidding me? No. Come on, no. man. No. 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 You try to try to be as but uh, this is Elliot. This is possible. But this no, is why. No, but no, you don't want to. No, the no, fan base no, doesn't no, care no, for no, him. No, 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 no. You well, are not okay, going to start a fight in the stands just because you're a Cleveland Brown and I'm going to wear my uniform and who wants to fight me? I'm going to. Yeah. Well, it was a bad no, look. No, no, no. no. I'm you sorry. Half of the time, all, all of us sunglasses well, like this. You wear a hat like this and try to. Not let okay, anybody uh, see you. You know, you, you is he not a member of the Cleveland Browns? Is he a member of the Cleveland Browns, Elliot? 
you do not wear your brown stuff in the enemy stadium. He's a no, Cleveland Brown. You absolutely do not. No, 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 no. Absolutely makes no sense to me. Makes no, no sense. No, you're, no. That and, and that's illogical too, Elliot. Your your, your take on it that doesn't make no, any sense. No, you're not going to start a fight in the stands. You can't do that. He's the Sean Watson. Show me one quarterback uh, who's done that. Who, who, while on the on the uh, team's roster, has gone into the stands of an enemy stadium wearing the enemy uniform or their their colors. It's never been. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. Well, we're I, we're okay. They well, would start a fight in the stands. Right. They would get beer thrown at them. It would not be good. He would just not. well now if he was in the in a box, which with uh, protection, you know, in a window, then maybe yes, but you know, but not in the stands in the open air. You and they couldn't, couldn't have got him a box there. You're you're telling me that that Deshaun Watson He's got the money, he could buy it himself. Yeah, come on, like <laughs> if he was in the box, then yes, but if he's in the open air, you would not do stuff to attract attention, negative attention to yourself. Well, you he didn't look possibly <laughs> expect him to do that. That's totally unrealistic. All right. That's crazy. Well, let's say, let me go down here to Samuel. Samuel, final thoughts on this evening's game. I know we've been rambling for the last five minutes. No, I was, I was, I was just listening, just kind of just sitting there, just taking both sides. Uh, I don't know, man, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, We'll see how Joe Flacco does. I think depending on how uh, DTR progresses, we'll see if he plays next week. I don't. I think it'll be DTR next week, though. I still think if DTR clears and he does his thing and comes back healthy and shows out well in practice, I think it will still be DTR. But if yeah. um, DTR is showing a bit signs of kind of like, you know, just concussion, late concussion symptoms and still isn't thrown properly, I think it still will be Joe Flacco. But we got to run the ball more. A little more at least just try it uh and stop throwing 44 passes with a guy who hasn't had the offense for more than a week and a half and then puka nakua he was killing us i mean he was just i mean technically if without that like the entire league i mean he's had a hell of a season a rookie oh yeah i've never heard of the story is college the funny thing about puka was i was in my i know no one really cares about my fantasy league but i almost picked him (laughs) up i had him in he was in free agency and i'm like hmm this cool. guy looks good. And then I'm like, yeah, I won't pick him up. And now he's like really good. So I'm a bit disappointed in myself, but it's okay. I'm, but I don't know, man, we'll see. The defense needs to figure their stuff out because like, like I said, they let the uh, Rams start getting hot at the end of the game. And just, they just took a blue away because they had it close for a second there. I mean, it was 10, 10 um, for a minute there. And then the Rams just took off and the defense just couldn't slow them down. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you coming on the pregame show today, even though you are wearing that. Ra- well, I like the Rangers hat. I don't know about the yeah. Cowboys. Stuff I just wearing. have it on because it's comfortable, man. <laughs> I got. By the way, the Rangers, Sam. Though. Sam, I got your I got your Christmas gift, and yeah, I'm gonna I saw. I'm, thank you. I'm getting it's getting mailed to me, and I'm gonna mail it in turn to you. So that feels uh, unnecessary. I, I feel we, like you could. We, we love you, Sam. Mail. We 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 appreciate you. Um, being part of this group, and and uh, he is a youngster that is um, doing a, an amazing job for us here on the Fanatical Elves Network with his Browns Breakdowns podcast. And uh, um, Sam does this for 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 free, and so um, we just uh, and, and Elliot, we're we're making some pennies 
but that's about it. <laughs> we really appreciate you, Sam, being on the show. Uh, Elliot, final takes. Well, I think the Browns need to create an identity for themselves, and I'm not even sure that the head coach understands who the team is. I yeah. think that the team is a defensive team that's going to struggle to score points, and I think that they need to come to grips with the fact that that's who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they will be led by a rookie quarterback this season. I don't think that Joe Flacco is really up to the uh, week-in, week-out grind of being a starting quarterback. I think he's better off being the backup, and I think once he learns the offense, he can be effective, but he's not going to be a superstar quarterback and lead us to the promised land. I don't believe that's his role. I agree. Even though- <laughs> Um, thank you so much again, Elliot, for being part of the show tonight. And I know you'll be bringing your Oracle. I know you have a very, uh, important Oracle speaks show that will be coming out. I think you, we said, we said Tuesday, maybe, uh, the oh, there'll, last there'll one, be one uh, tomorrow as well. Oh, good. Okay. I'm interested later tonight. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to listening to you and all the shows that are here on the fanatical Elves network. We'll be bringing you one of those pretty much every day. Uh, as we get ready to uh, uh, the game in a couple weeks against ja- uh, in a, a week against Jacksonville, may I add one quick thing? I just quickly looked up the Legion of Boom 2013. I know they were definitely much better offensively than the Browns, but they yes. were a very good defensive team. And I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at a few of their games, 12 points in week one, 14 points in week eight, uh, 19 points in week. 14 they they knew they were a defensive team and stopped trying to score 80 million points which i feel like is what the we aren't the miami dolphins let's be honest who can score 50 points and they're not a defensive team they know that they and can the miami out dolphins will never and i don't yeah miami's never going to win a super bowl i mean they can they can yeah seven, but like the thing seven. about the dolphins is they their the identity is we're going to score more points than you period mm-hmm. and our identity is we're going to score more points than you but we're not, but then we're going to play a good defensive game, but we're not. And so we got to pick something. We got to pick something and stick to that. And that's how we're going to figure out what this team is. Your assessment are right spot on. And um, look, look, look forward to hearing more of your commentary as the weeks go on. We appreciate all again, the downloads. We're continuing to boost those downloads up every month. And we are doing it only because of you, the Browns fans who are loyal, spread the love, spread the word about the fanatical elves network guys. Thank you again. Go Browns. It was a tough, tough night as they lose 36 to 19 out there. I feel in like Los it's going to be a tough night like every night now. Yeah. Yeah. Weeks All right, guys. Take care, everybody. Toodles.